Welcome to the Audacity to Persevere, a podcast owned by John Henry's Sisters. I am your host, Dr. Tanya. I am a licensed clinical psychologist, certified executive coach, and certified equity, diversity, and inclusion practitioner. Every week on the show, we will share bite-sized goodies for the mind and spirit as you travel along this little road called life. This podcast and website represents the opinions of Dr. Tanya and her guests to the show. The content here is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical and or mental health questions. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media establishes a doctor-client relationship. So let's get to it. everybody. Welcome back to the Audacity to Persevere. This is episode two. So I want to start off this uh, episode with a brief story. So back in the day, um, I had to complete a residency as part of my requirements for earning my, my doctorate. And during my residency in Georgia, I met the man who would eventually become my husband. And at the time, while his divorce from his uh, first marriage was complete, uh, the way things were situated at that time and in that state, uh, there were still ongoing uh, back and forth negotiations, et cetera, regarding custody of his three uh, young boys. So, when i met him it was quite some time before i even met his children which was appropriate and in my head i thought that i would be a bonus mom that my husband and his ex-wife would take the primary role in raising his boys and i would again just be the bonus mom however Things didn't turn out the way that I thought they would. Um, It turns out that my husband and I ended up primarily raising the boys full time. And this development threw plans out the window and I had to shift my focus into not only starting a new career, I was developing a life outside of a student you know, up until this point, I'd had been in school from kindergarten straight through, uh, through age uh, 26. And, you know, started a new role as a wife. And now I had to essentially become almost a full-time parent to three little humans uh, with fully formed personalities um, and histories that I didn't share. Um, And so even when my mom moved in to help out, it was still a full-time endeavor. I know I preached to the choir for our parents out there um, and um, bonus parents. And frankly, it seemed the older that they got, the more um, interesting and complex uh, some of the stressors became as well. 
you know, when you make that shift from, you know, something to where you don't know anything because all their friends have all the answers. There's always a fun period. And truth be told, during most of the the early years of my marriage, I was really operating in survival mode. And, you know, again, trying to establish a new career, trying to play the, the role of what I thought it was a perfect wife. And I'll be covered in a later episode because, whoo, the stresses I put myself through that I really didn't have to um, when we repeat those again. <laughs> and also being a, a parent, right? So these are major roles um, in and of themselves. And I was occupying three at the same time. Um, on top of, you know, being a doting and caring daughter uh, for my parents. Although they were divorced, I still helped out, you know, where I could in, um, in caring for them, um, especially having to have uh, some conversations with their healthcare providers on their behalf, et cetera. So as I'm operating, kind of feeling like I'm in survival mode, I really didn't create time for friendships. Um, and I lived that way for almost 16 years. And in fact, probably a little over 16 years. So my husband and I, we were engaged for a while before we got married. And I was young, I was in love, and I thought I could handle it all. And by and large, for the most part, I did. But one of the uh, casualties at the time were my friendships. And it wasn't became a, it wasn't that I became a horrible person or anything like that. I really didn't nurture my friendships. Um, I didn't create time for them. My whole world revolved around my mom, my dad, mostly my husband, and uh, to the utmost, these three little humans, because I wanted to help be a part of giving them a firm foundation that would help them uh, as they grow into fully functioning adults. And I did that, like I said, for uh, 16, close to 17 years. And I didn't nurture the relationships, right? I didn't make phone calls. I didn't send emails. And when things started to kind of clear up a little bit and I started to see a little light at the tunnel, I started to reach out to people whom um, I was very close to and frankly that I did not stay in touch with uh, during this period. And by and large, most of them accepted, you know, kind of what was going on. And we were able to pick up uh, kind of where we left off. Of course, there was a lot of catching up that needed to take place. And then, um, but that wasn't the case for all of them. And essentially, I had to accept the fact that me not nurturing those relationships 
me not being present for others, probably during periods when they really needed um, my friendship, hurt them. And in several points of our lives, we are going to hurt someone. Uh, in some cases, it may be intentional. Um, but many of them will likely be unintentional. And I had to accept the responsibility, the, the impact, frankly, of my actions, and that I caused harm to people whom I cared deeply about. And whether they were wrong for accepting the apologies or not, that's really not relevant. Because at the end of the day, apologies are a way for us to own up to our part, uh, our actions, not necessarily with the expectation that we will be forgiven, right? So a lot of times when we apologize, sometimes we go in expecting to be forgiven and when that is not granted to us or when the person says, I forgive you, but that chapter of my life with you being a part of it is closed, that can be a bitter pill to swallow. And it's important to recognize that all actions have consequences. However, it doesn't mean that you are a bad person. It does not mean that you do not make any errors. We all make errors. And one of the things I see in clients um, is that when someone does not accept an apology, there sometimes is this um, anger. And in very rare cases, like, how dare you not forgive me? How dare you not uh, give me that grace to move on? And that one's decision to accept an apology, to pick back up where things left off, or to reestablish a relationship, that's not really about you per se, right? People grow and develop and they have their own experiences. And as part of that, their experiences, their, their views, their beliefs, well, sometimes it's not consistent with where they were maybe 10 years ago or where you are now. So we apologize to, again, to make amends to the extent possible. It's really about us acknowledging the impact that we've had on another person. Although intention is important, we have to own the impact. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard when someone makes the comment, you tell them, you know, you've hurt me, you've disappointed me. And the response is, well, 
I'm sorry you felt that way. And yes, that is how I may feel about it, how you may feel about it. However, there's really no ownership of the impact of the behavior. And so you can own the impact of your behavior and not necessarily attribute that to who you are as a person. We all make mistakes. We all, again, will in, uh, unintentionally hurt others. Um, when you're engaged in relationships with other people, other people come to relationships with uh, their own baggage, with their own struggles, with their own views. And ideally, people grow, they shift. Maybe some of those views change. Uh, the views that I have regarding friendships at the age I am now is a lot different than they were in my early 20s. And that's not necessarily good or bad in between. It's just development. It's growth. Um, ideally, as you have more experiences, as you have encounters with different people, your perspective begins to shift. Uh, hopefully, you're, you're not the same person 20, 30 years later or view the world the same way 20, 30 years later than you did, you know, uh, in your 20s. And part of that is uh, just accepting that that's part of the human experience. So apologies are important. I encourage people to apologize when uh, they've done an act that has harmed someone uh, and they want to hopefully uh, remedy the situation, repair the relationship, but first and foremost to take that ownership and the recipient, it is truly up to them how they receive it, if they receive it, what they do with it, if they do anything with it. However, you've done your part. Um, I firmly believe that there is really little to be gained from beating yourself up, berating yourself for a transgression. Um, of course, there are times in which, depending on the degree, the severity of the transgression, um, there may be a little bit more restorative work that has to go into it. However, it really uh, does not really necessitate you devalue, devaluing yourself as a person. So one of the things that I want you to take away from my story and when we talk about apologies is it is really an opportunity for you to take ownership of your actions. Do what's in your power to, uh, to repair the relationship, if it can be to restore the relationship, um, if it uh, has been broken. 
and to do better going forward, right? Because what's the point of saying an apology if you go back to doing the same thing over again? Um, and we see that quite a bit, um, especially in some of the um, equity and inclusion spaces. So it's acknowledging what you've done and making every attempt to not repeat it again. And also recognizing that if you go into an apology or giving an apology, expecting someone to accept it, then you're going in with coming in from a place of ego, right? Coming in from a place of you, me. And it's really about the relationship. It's really about the other person. Now, again, as I mentioned, there are times in which we will make the decision to intentionally hurt someone. And that's a, that's another can of worms, but I'm talking about when your actions have unintentionally harmed or uh, wounded a relationship. Sometimes those relationships can be recovered and you do better going forward. Other times it's a time to move on, right? You've done what you've could and you have to process and move on. Um, when I was younger, my brother, uh, my older brother shared with me this quote. He was really into um, Iyala, right? And I, I um, have great respect for her as well. And it was the quote that I'm sure a lot of you have heard before, right? That people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And when you make, when you're able to determine which one, it, it helps to alleviate essentially a lot of uh, stress on your part. And there are some relationships uh, that are, are seasonal. Um, there are some that are for a reason. And then there are some that are, um, that are enduring. And sometimes some relationships cannot withstand um, certain events. And it doesn't mean that anyone's right or wrong. It just means that the course has been run, at least for that period of time. Uh, there are times in which the timing is off. Um, but all you can do is what you can do. All of us make mistakes. All of us have hurt people. The question becomes, what do you do going forward? How do you try to right size things if you can? And if you can't, how do you still move on with your self-worth, with your integrity, dignity, dignity, and frankly, humility intact. That is the question. So apologize, learn the lesson, and move forward.
and try to be more intentional and mindful going forward. But don't beat yourself up. And with that, thank you for tuning in. And be well and stay unapologetic. Unless you need to. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. And if there's a topic you want us to cover in a future episode, please send us an email at johnhenrysisters at gmail.com. That is J-O-H-N-H-E-N-R-Y-S-S-I-S-T-E-R-S at gmail.com. For more information regarding John Henry's sisters, check out our website at www.johnhenrysisters.com. We're also on Facebook as John Henry's sisters, Instagram at Dr. Tanya underscore J-H-S, and Twitter at John Henry's sis. Until next time, be well and stay unapologetic.